Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. We are back to break down DC TV this week. A really good week, I have to say, in DC TV, especially on the CW shows. We'll start with Legends of Tomorrow. No country for old dads. We get to see Wally join the team and lots of other stuff going on. What did you think about this one, Travis? I really enjoyed this episode, not going to lie. Damien Dark was a real highlight for me. Uh, his older self and his younger self. I thought the interactions with him and the Upswipes, I think that's the right name of the app. The Upswipes guy was hilarious, especially even after when he was dead and he was lying on the ground talking to him. So I thought Damien Dark was amazing and it was nice to see Wally actually with the Legends. He didn't do much, but when he went in action, it showed him how much power he truly has. Yeah, this is... This episode is like the perfect proof of why Damien Dark is a villain that basically only works on this show or why he's the best villain for the show because he is so goofy and really funny, but somehow still scary. And that's basically what Legends is. And so, yeah, I really like this because we got a lot of him and a lot of his relationship. And they do that stupid thing where they make you like almost feel bad for the villain, which (sighs) I like feel bad, but then he's a bad guy, so I shouldn't feel bad for him. But no, overall, this was this is a pretty good episode. I didn't expect to get an Atomic Blonde-inspired episode yeah. of Legends of Tomorrow, especially with Damien Dark as the Atomic Blonde. <laughs> um, but that, it was fun. It was cool to see all this uh, sort of Cold War stuff and everything like that. It was good time travel, and I enjoyed everything going on with Ray. Yeah, I agree. And Damien Dark... Uh, I'll jump on what Zach said. I can't believe I was finding myself like rooting for him, the older version. Like he was being selfless and like helping his, holding his daughter up while getting choked almost to death. And you see, that's how act- it activated Totem. And it was cool to see that part as well, where Amaya and Zari are inside the Totem world and it goes dark and the grandmother disappears because, uh, Dark's daughter finally gained access to the totem. So you can see even evil people can do one selfless thing and get access to the totem. Yeah, it was it was cool to to see more of that. It's it is kind of like I'm still waiting to figure out more about that and about Malus. And we're like keep getting farther and farther into the season and we really don't have any questions answered. So I'm hoping we get some more info on that soon. I'm sure that will be done more going forward. Uh, yeah. I was I thought Wally was used pretty well in this episode. I'm enjoying getting to see more of him. I, I'm curious to see how they use him in the future because that little mission he went on where he just super sped and took care of everything, that would have been like a full mission for the team the last couple of seasons, yeah. a full episode mission for the team. So, And he handled it in seconds. Well, like Ray said uh, to Dark's daughter, we screw up once or twice uh, a mission at least. <laughs> So Wally just went in, bam, bam, got it done. So they're going to have to find something. But Grad at the end, killing those agents, I think Grad's going to play a big like deal in showdown with Wally because his he went toe-to-toe with Flash a few times and held his own and then some. So I think that'll be a good matchup for Wally. Yeah, I like Grad. I'm a little hesitant because he keeps get going on to lower and lower budget shows, and he's definitely a character that deserves a good budget. So I'm... Um, Maybe he'll be off screen a lot or controlling somebody who is a human being, not CGI, but we'll see. Absolutely. Uh, I agree there, but it is nice to see a brief glimpse of Grodd anyway. Well, on to the Flash. Enter Flash time. We get this whole bomb set up and Barry has to stop it by going into Flash time. He pulls in 
Jesse and Jay Garrick for a really tense episode. What'd you think, Travis? This was a pretty unique episode of The Flash, I must say. Uh, the stress, uh, the mental and physical s- s- torture, I can't say stress, torture I buried was pretty cool to see. And I thought Grant Gustin did an amazing job. It was nice to see John Wesley Ship back as Jay Garrick. And you could see the levels of abilities in the speedsters as the time in the uh, flash time progressed. You could see like who was the strongest of all the speedsters that was there, which was cool to see. They stay true to that. And I just really loved this episode. And I thought Grant Gustin hit it at the park. Yeah, this was really like a, just a classic Flash episode of really like this. We talk a lot about how the show is so comic booky sometimes. And this is definitely this feels like a, a story that would make a great comic or you could rip right out of a really good comic. So I really, really enjoyed it, even though we didn't really get any progress on the Thinker DeVoe storyline. Not too much, but it was great to see Jay again and to see Jesse. And I was worried that because they were only coming back from for one episode, I wouldn't enjoy it as much or I wouldn't like their lack of, um, you know, what they contributed. But I think they used them really well. And like you said, Travis, it was it was pretty cool to see that like head to head comparison almost and to see just how strong of a speedster that Barry is. Yeah, I love this episode. I I was really surprised by it. It is a standalone episode. And it doesn't doesn't really move the the season long story forward that much, but it, it was executed so well that I just love seeing it. It also changes up the formula a little bit and really see Barry struggle with something and have to go around and, and try to f- try a bunch of things, figure it out. It was just so well executed. And I love seeing the stress that it was just tense throughout. You could feel the the, the tension that Barry was going through. How is he going to stop this? What's he going to do? Obviously, we know he's going to figure it out and stop it in the end. But it, it was legit. I was I was worried, especially for Jay, like you said, when he was getting all sweaty and uh, concerned for him. And I just thought it was was excellent and just a terrific standalone episode. I did like the Jesse and Harry stuff that was mixed in there too. Good to see them sort of have a bit of a resolution and, and at least talk a little bit. So I, I just. You know, there's some, some definite things to nitpick, but overall, I just really enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed those scenes with uh, Harry and Jesse as well, especially the last one. I thought that was pretty touching. Uh, I made a couple little notes there. I thought that Jay Garrick probably had the best freeze frame pose of anybody ever when he <laughs> froze back into time. And also, you guys are saying that we didn't get an advancement of the storyline. I've been thinking about that. Maybe we have and we just don't know it yet. Because maybe DeVoe wanted the Flash to take out the, I can't remember what that was called, genetic marker, maybe, or whatever that was called that was put placed in the Speed Force. Maybe DeVoe wanted it taken out. So we don't know that for sure yet because the overarching theme throughout this whole season is DeVoe's had everything that's been happening, DeVoe's planning it to happen. So maybe he wanted this to happen so that he knew that the only way Barry could save everybody was to do that. So going forward i hope that that is the case and this is part of devo's master plan and she and he hired the terrorists yeah and that's a really good point too and i think they they have like a throwaway line towards the beginning of the episode because they're like working on tracking his breaches and that he's been doing it for what like two years or something like that so he's been setting up stuff for a really long time three i think three years yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely And and i'm sure it'll tie in somehow uh but Either way, just 
really cool to see something very unique and different. I was thinking completely wrong on that episode as well, because the first note I made was maybe DeVoe can help him. And we never seen DeVoe the entire episode. So got that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, on to Black Lightning Equinox, Equinox, the Book of Fate. What stood out for you here, Travis? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) This show just keeps getting better. I keep waiting for a bad episode, and I haven't seen it. Uh, Gamby is like an onion to me, and it's it's just layers and layers of secrets. This uh, this is the culmination of some of it. Uh, And I thought Tobias, it showed Tobias's power level, because it took Black Lightning, Jefferson, a full Black Lightning blast to take out a kid and that green light stuff. And in this episode, Tobias knocked out someone that was roided up, Jack, and a martial artist on green light with a punch, like a knockout punch. So he, like the serum has given him crazy abilities. And that's one of the things that I really remember from this episode. Yeah, this, it's hard to believe that this is only like a 40 minute episode, you know, without the commercials and everything, because it feels like so much happens in this one and so much stuff gets set up that, it's going to take seasons to unravel, especially just all the what is going on with Gamby and his past and the shadow board, I think, and the agreement that he had with Lady Eve. And oh, my gosh, so much stuff. And then, you know, Anissa really we because we you know, she only finds out about her dad at the last the end of the last episode. And we've already set up that kind of conflict of she wants to go out with him, but and fight, but he doesn't want her to. And now I don't know, like, is she going to trust that he didn't kill Lady Eve? I don't know. But yeah, this this sets up so much stuff. And they, I think they did it really, really well and packed in a ton of story into a 40-minute episode. I agree with pretty much everything you said, both of you. It's I don't know if it's a 13-episode format or if it is just really good writing and show running. But it was a very well-balanced episode where we got movement on pretty much every storyline. Everything was moving forward and naturally nothing was rushed it just seemed at a natural pace with more anissa moving forward everything that's going on with gamby the lady eve and tobias stuff and it's just all moving forward really well and i just i just enjoy it and my favorite part by far is the family stuff so like we got the little bit with the the sisters there they just seem like real sisters they seem like how sisters would act in that situation it feels like a real family and i think that's one thing that the showrunners focused on and i think it pays off because it just that's a highlight for me just seeing the the sisters interact and jefferson being a dad and lynn being a mom i think it's all handled so well oh i agree tenfold the the family scenes are amazing jennifer calling out uh anissa and her father for being all weird uh, a couple things come out of left field in this episode that i didn't expect i didn't ex- never would have thought that lynn would have been the one to convince jefferson the train anissa which was pretty cool how they done that, brought that full circle. And also, I, I did you really think that Tobias was going to take that well and go into hiding? Like, <laughs> all his character, that, like, I, he's not going to take, he's not going to go into hiding. That's just not him from what we've seen. And I really did not expect to see Lady Eve get killed this early after building her up. But as the end of the episode brought around, maybe death isn't 100% permanent for some of these characters as we got somebody coming back to life somehow. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what I was going to bring up is now that we've seen, we've have seen a lot of people die on this show, but now that they've set up that people can actually come back to life, at least we think I I'm 
that just adds a whole other wrinkle of, of stuff that we need to figure out. So I'm, yeah, I, I don't really know what's going to happen and I love it. Agree. Yeah. Do you believe in the resurrection? They, they finally bring that back and yeah, I just have nothing but good things to say about this show and I'm excited to see where it goes in the remaining episodes. I feel like the I say that every week, but it's true. Right. The one question I did have was what would happen to somebody like a uh, dead shot in this world? If he was brought back to life, would we even see a spot on his body? Because it would be covered with all kinds of pictures of people he killed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I need to know more about that. That's what I was trying to get with that little point. I didn't understand why he had the picture of her on his shoulder. So I look forward to getting an explanation for that. I'm sure we will. Absolutely. And wrapping up the week, we got Arrow episode titled Doppelganger. What do you think of the return of Roy Harper? I thought it was good. I couldn't believe it because Arrow's been on a bit of a lull lately. And this episode knocked it out of the park. Everything hit for me. That Roy, we didn't see much of Roy. I thought this was more of a Thea Speedy episode. It highlighted how amazing she was. Her fighting skills didn't diminish at all, but her tactical awareness and like all that did because she wasn't going to leave there at first point. And it was pretty cool. That's something I wasn't expecting to see the Arrow come in and snatch her out and leave Roy there. But we see also that Black Siren has become Laurel, but she's still Black Siren. And I made a little note at the end. It really frustrated me that uh, I said, God damn Black Siren, because <laughs> she almost <laughs> made me believe that she was going to change. And the other note that I wanted to say was what really stuck out for me that I didn't think was going to. Dig actually asked Oliver to give him back the hood, basically. And Oliver got really weird and, just never said anything and when I and I just think that he's gonna just come out and say I am the green arrow I think that's what they're him and Han towards yeah I'm, I'm not sure about that whole thing with Diggle being so interested in bringing the green, green arrow now I don't know why he wouldn't just want to be his own hero hero um yeah there was a lot there's a lot of things I could nitpick and and question I'm not really sure about what's going on with Laurel and, and some of the other things but this was one of the most enjoyable episodes of arrow in a long time. I still have, I still do have some problems with it, but just seeing Roy back and now uh, another character I really like and getting to see him for a full episode for whatever part he had. I was glad to see, even though I'm sure he, he's not going to be around too long. There's also like weird actual arrows being shot and we got to see a a firework arrow, which I didn't (laughs) know I wanted to see, but that was kind of a cool little distraction, I guess. I don't know how that works with one arrow putting off a hundred fireworks, but I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, and we get to see really a lot of Ricardo Diaz and I, I, I liked him as a, as a villain. I was surprised by how much I liked him. I already am more interested in what he's doing. Um, even though we've got some questions, I, I'm still more interested in what he's doing than Caden James already with all those episodes. So I thought that was a pretty strong start for him. Really the most we've got to see him so far. I made a little note about it to attack Ricardo Diaz was very good in this episode and finally started to shed some light at the actual power he has in the city. He has everybody. It's crazy. He knows everything. He sees everything. He knows about everything. He's been planning this for months. He pretended that he was just a hard thug making drug, making a drug when that was just shell of what he wanted to do. And I thought, like you said, it really brought me in and I was more compelled with what he's planning than anything that Caden James was planning for the nine episodes he was there. So I really enjoyed that. We also got a couple little nuggets. There's a Thea on Earth 2, 
like someone dropped that. And I don't think they would drop that out of nowhere for no reason. We pop that probably will come back maybe in a year, maybe in two, but I have a feeling that will come back at some point. And there was one other note I made here. Uh, I really think at the end of this next episode come, coming up, I think we'll see the end of Thea for a while. She's going to go with Roy. I think they just laid the groundwork out for that, and Oliver even told her to go. So it'll be sad. Right, I think that was... Be sad for seeing her after such a bad ep- badass episode to have to leave. It sucks. Right, this is one of the better Thea episodes in a while, but I thought it was pretty, pretty obvious foreshadowing, if not outright dialogue that basically said... Roy and Thea are going to go away. I hope for the sake of the characters, I hope they get a happy ending and, and go away and have some good time, but I'm definitely going to miss them if they do go. And I don't want to see them gone at all. I'd rather they stick around for a while, but it wouldn't, I'm, I'm totally expecting them to be gone soon. And that's going to, that's going to be a bummer. Well, like we said before we were, we started podcasting this episode highlighted how much I used to love about arrow and team arrow. And the fact that there was no new Team Arrow in it really doesn't like say say good things for new Team Arrow or people that have been building their story for the last year and a half that I really enjoyed this episode. So I just hope that guess I guess it seemed like they were half extending the olive branch with Diana asking to go out in the field with Oliver, even though Oliver shot it down immediately. But you could see that maybe lines are warming a little bit and her bloodlust is simmered down big time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, my biggest disappointment with the last few seasons of Arrow has just been that, especially when Thea has limited screen time or is gone for a long time, there's basically nobody that Oliver cared about in the pilot uh, is around. So if you, if you go look back at the first episode, really nobody he cares about is gone. Uh, is around, I mean, Diggle was there, but they weren't even, you know, they were barely on speaking terms. He was just his security guard and stuff like that. So uh, that's the biggest disappointment is so many of the characters you were invested in from the beginning are gone, but I think that's that's a big picture arrow and not necessarily a a specific problem with any one episode, but just a a disappointment in general for me personally. I think it says a lot about the quality of actors they had in the first couple seasons too. Like they probably got off to do like, Tommy, for example, has gone off to do his own show and has been very successful. And his mother was a very established actress. So, like I said, it's, it's hard to keep them around for six and seven seasons of oh, yeah. stuff. Some changes is inevitable, especially with everything uh, that this team Arrow goes through. But like I said, I think I think Speedy was the best part of season four. And I think she was the best part of this episode. I love her in the suit because she seems like she thoroughly enjoys it. Same thing as Roy did too. Seems like right. they're actually happy when they're out there instead of Oliver having to brood twenty four seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely refreshing to see Thea back in the costume. So I guess that wraps it up for this week. Travis, where can everybody get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. Just drop me a line and we can chat DC or pretty much anything. All right. Well thanks for listening and we'll be back tomorrow.